Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to season four of Positive Birth Australia. I have missed you all. I've missed being active in this space and sharing stories with you each week. I've had such a beautiful, rejuvenating break, as I hope you have too. And I am so ready to get back into this year, bringing you the most incredible women sharing their most inspiring and vulnerable journeys. So, Let's get into our first episode. This is such a special episode for me, a bit of a full circle moment for both of us, not only because my guest is a dear friend of mine, but because she was also my first ever podcast guest to feature on the show. Her name is Katie Higgs, and today she is sharing her vulnerable and at times heartbreaking journey to conceive, grow, and birth her sweet little rainbow baby, Banksia. Let's dive in. Today's show features the inspiring and at times heartbreaking journey from Brisbane mum of two, Katie. Within a year after the birth of her son Vance, Katie felt ready to try for a second child. As soon as her cycle returned, that dream became a reality when she conceived on her next ovulation. Sadly, she would suffer a pregnancy loss shortly after. Feeling positive it was her body doing what it was designed to do, in acceptance and in trust, she moved on to fall pregnant again a short time later. After a second pregnancy loss, Katie began to feel a pang of doubt that maybe there was something deeper going on. As she experienced her fourth pregnancy loss, she was deep in the trenches of searching for answers. She shares how a podcast that simply mentioned the symptoms of low progesterone planted a seed of curiosity and how she coped with the anxiety during her pregnancy caused from so many losses to go on to have the birth she had dreamed of to bring her rainbow baby home safely. Let's dive in. Katie girl, welcome back to Positive Birth Australia. (laughs) Very excited to have you on the show today. Me too. Thanks for having me. 
So for anyone that doesn't know, Katie was actually my first ever podcast guest, which is pretty amazing. Thank you. Uh, uh, it's an honor to be on your podcast, PBA. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, girl. Um, so I will link the original episode in the show notes for anyone that wants to hear the beginning of Katie's journey. Today's episode will be focused on your second birth with the divine little creature, Banksia, that we are all so obsessed with. Little Banksy girl, finally here. Yeah, very excited to get into that journey. But to start off today's episode, could you just let the listeners know a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I live in the Redlands and there's myself. So I'm 34, then there's Dan, my husband. I have Vance who is turning five this year in July and now little Banksy who is ten and a half months now. Wild. Which is just crazy because it feels like yesterday she was born, but yeah. I feel like everyone with kids can get that. Yeah. She's almost walking, like she's standing up and literally almost walking. I'm like, oh, my goodness, how are we crazy. here already? Yeah, such a blip, hey? It's crazy. Now, you had a positive birth with Vancy. Again, I'll link that in the show notes for anyone that wants to listen to that journey. Um, but let's sort of go, let's go, rewind back to just after Vancey's born, around the time that you felt you were ready to start trying again. Let's go from there. Yeah, so I was ready pretty quickly. Like I always knew that I wanted them like close together. I felt like I really rocked it first time around as well. Like, I don't know, I felt like as soon as I he was one, I wanted to start trying again. Um, so we started trying as soon as he turned one, but I hadn't gotten my period back yet. So we were pretty much just trying, hopefully hoping to get that like first ovulation without having a period. Um, and then I was still breastfeeding and he was very like booby mummy's boy. Like he didn't really like food that much. So I would always try and give him heaps of food, but he would always just have a little bit and then mostly boob. Um, so that's probably why I didn't get it back until 18 months. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember the day it was like new year's day and I got it back and I like, we're at the beach, went to the like public toilets because I was like, Oh, my tummy hurts. Like probably just need to do a poo. And then I I, like got my period and I came out and I was crying and Dan was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I got my period. And we were like, yay. And then I think we were like with like Kate and Luke and stuff too. And they're like, what's wrong as well? And they're like, just like, oh yeah, they fully understood. They were like, yeah, your period's back. Yeah, oh my gosh, love it. So around 18 months. Uh, yeah, 18 months. And I got pregnant the first time we tried, which is like, I knew that we would because I was very like, I don't know, we got pregnant first time as well. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get pregnant first time. Like uh, as soon as I got my period back, I was like, yes, I'm going to be pregnant in, mm-hmm. you know, four weeks or whatever. And um, and I was, I was. And so it was super happy and we even like told really close friends, I think when it got to like, I don't know, eight weeks or something and like we um, I like had a pregnancy stick and it was positive and I was like, oh, you know, we we're at like a big group thing and I was like, let's take a selfie all together and instead of the phone, I whipped out the pregnancy stick oh, I love and everyone that. was just like, yeah, I know it was so good and everyone was like, yeah, and like it took a while for like everyone to notice but then when everyone did, yeah, it was good. It was a fun That's way. awesome. Um, but then obviously, as you know, that one didn't work out and I had a miscarriage which was like, yeah, it took me completely by surprise, like, when I first started, like, bleeding. I think I messaged you 
And I was like, you got like implantation bleeding, hey? And you were like, yeah, yeah, implantation bleeding. And I was like, okay, I won't worry about it. But then obviously it got more and ended up being a miscarriage, went to ED and did that whole thing, um, which was very upsetting and invasive. And like what they don't tell you is like, they need to do like an x-ray and then the x-ray they can't tell from. So they'll need to do an internal. And then, you know, the internal just is like, oh, yep, you've had a miscarriage. Like there's not really any answers for it. Basically, I just, the first one I took from that is like, okay, well, if something was wrong with it and my body was doing the right thing and it was getting rid of it. Yeah, and I should though. be happy that my it, oh it's still heartbreaking but at that time I was like still like it's okay like mm. my body's just having like you know it's doing what it needs to do like it wasn't so devastating mm-hmm. and then I had another one after that so I think maybe three men three months went past or two and then I got pregnant again and I was trying to do like um like a free pregnancy as well. Um like a so, wild pregnancy, you mean? Yeah, like a yeah, sorry, like a wild pregnancy. And I was just, you know, got to like I think sixteen weeks with that one. Okay. And then uh sort of same thing, like miscarriage. That one was a lot more intense though, because I had like um yeah, like I had to go to the emergency because I was like clotting and losing a lot of blood and getting a bit like dizzy and vomiting and like passing out and stuff. So that one, um, yeah. And then I was like, you know, I did. I remember listening to this podcast actually when I was pregnant and I think Roxy Girl shared it with me. It was like, I think it's called Feminine as Fuck. And she was a period coach like at the start of the podcast, um, podcasting. And I remember listening to this one. And she wasn't even talking about miscarriage as as the episode, but she just mentioned like, you know, like a lot of girls don't know that like if you have reoccurring miscarriages, um, it could be a simple thing like low progesterone. And a really easy way to tell this is if like you have, if you're feeling really irritable over small shit. And I was like, oh, (laughs) that sounds like me. (laughs) Because at that stage I would like, I was like, there's something wrong with me. Like I'm, you know, more irritable than I should be. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'd drop a cup of coffee and it would just like infuriate me so much, like more than normal, you know. Mm. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe that's me. But I was far along in my pregnancy then. I was like, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, by the third one, I was like, no, the third one, well, sometimes I, I'm like, should I count it as four or should I count it as three miscarriages? Because the third one was like I got pregnant after a miscarriage really quickly and the egg didn't attach properly. So it was just like a straightaway miscarriage. But I still got a pregnancy positive and I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. I hope it works out. And then it didn't. So that one was really quick. The fourth time was like the start of 2021. And I was like, new year, this is it. How was your headspace at that point? Um, oh, it was terrible. It was all over the place. Um, yeah. It was pretty, like, depressing because I had, like, obviously really close friends in my mum's group, yeah. like you, Kate, Jessie, yeah, you were all pregnant. And, like, it was, like, even, a, like, a little bit, like, I don't think you were quite ready and then well, Kate was ready 
Um, Roxy was ready. Jesse wasn't ready when I was ready. Like I was ready before you and I was like, I'm ready. This is it. And then like it didn't happen and then it didn't happen and then each one of you's kind of got pregnant, had your kids, yeah. and then like they would roll past birthdays, and I'd be like, "Fuck, <laughs> yeah. like, when is it my turn?" Like it was a bit of a head game, and you're always, I feel like, constantly like, if I get pregnant here, that means I'll have the baby here, and then they'll be this age apart, and I'll be this old, and you're like trying to calculate. And then if that one doesn't work out, you're like, oh, if I don't fall pregnant soon, I'm going to be this age or they're going to be this old. Like, it's a bit of a mind fuck in that yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the third one was kind of like, a, oh, I'm pregnant. I hope it works out. But I wasn't like hopeful about it. And then it didn't work out very quickly. So it wasn't like too bad. I don't even know if I really should count that one. But then the fourth one, the one after that was – you know, this is it. I was seeing someone, um, like a natural doctor and he basically just told me to keep my stresses low to try and, you know, so my progesterone, progesterone wasn't low and I was on like herbs and stuff like that. But again, it didn't work out. And then the next time I was like, all right, I need to see a fertility specialist because like, I didn't have any answers. I thought it was low progesterone, but like, I didn't have any proper answers. So I went into the specialist, I told him everything and I told him what I thought it was. And he's like, I think it's that too. Um, when it like, where are you at with your cycles, stuff like that. And I was like, I'm like ovulating now. And he's like, well, I'm happy for you to try. And if you, as soon as you get a positive, let's have the progesterone waiting there for you to take. And I was like, okay. And then, so I got the positive straight away, fell pregnant straight away. And then I started taking um, progesterone internally. So, yeah, okay. yeah I, I didn't need that much. I, the, that's like another like mind fuck too is like I wasn't extremely low. I almost would get to the second trimester when the placenta takes over making yeah. progesterone. Do you know much about it that you could sort of explain to everyone what that means? Because you were obviously you had enough to sort of fall pregnant, just not enough progesterone to keep the egg. Is that right? Yeah, so I could ovulate. So I had enough progesterone to like ovulate and I was just a little bit low. And then so I could get to like eight to 10 weeks. And then if I just had a little bit more progesterone to get me to 12 weeks, that's when the placenta takes over making progesterone. Mm -hmm. So it would have been fine. Um, but what I've come to learn just from like being on like fertility Facebook chats and stuff like that, like miscarriage awareness is a really good one on um, Facebook or reoccurring miscarriages, I think it is. Um, there is loads of women on there with heaps of info and geez, women go through a lot (laughs) just reading some of the posts and yeah. Anyway, that a lot of women, that's what it is, pedestrian. So, and the thing is though, they don't test you for that until like the third loss. And that's what I couldn't believe. Like I would go into the emergency room and be like, okay, what's the next step? Like surely I get a referral to like get some extra testing and to see what's going on. Oh, no, we don't really do that until the third loss. I was like, what? So this is going to happen to me another two times before you do anything. And they're like, yeah. Crazy. And from what I've read and the main thing, it is most of the time it's just low progesterone. So – I don't like I'm not saying for everyone like there's definitely different circumstances and stuff but even when people have lost and it's for another reason they'll put people on pedestrian anyway because it it helps so yeah anyway 
valuable information to know. So you fell pregnant again straight away and then? Straight away again. So later, I think it was May of 2021. And then, um, yeah, started taking the pedestrine and it was like, I fell pregnant. Okay, I'm on progesterone, but it was a very different pregnancy. Like I was super anxious at this point. Like I was just so scared of something that like it was, was going to happen because I always felt positive and I was like, yeah, you know, like this is the time and this is it. And it would just be like out of the blue, go to the toilet brown, like white mm. brown. Oh, fuck. And then like as soon as I, I would see that, I would know. Um, but, you know. This time was it. I was on the progesterone. That's what it was. We'd figured it out. I could stop taking it at 12. No, you don't. But, like, I was scared to come off it. So I was only on, like, uh, I think at the start I was on two a day. And then once I got past 12, uh, eight weeks or something, uh, yeah, eight weeks. It was early. I could just have one a day. But I was so scared to come off them that I think I took them right up until, like, 20 weeks or 25 weeks <laughs> yeah Fair enough. I, would too. I was just like and I would call my doctor and he'd be like well you don't need to be on it like I feel pretty confident going forward that you could come off and I was just like I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna like my, it's making me feel a little bit better so yeah I think yeah, yeah till about 20 22 weeks which you know and do you know the funny thing and I actually don't know if this was just coincidence or first time round, so my levels were fine but I rubbed a yam cream on myself when I was pregnant with dance because my mum, she must have been going through like um, hormones or whatever and she had this like um, like menopause or something and she had this like natural organic yam moisturiser in the fridge oh, and I read okay. it and I read that it was good for like, I don't know, I've read the back and I was just like, this sounds amazing, this stuff, and I would rub it on my arms every now and then, not all the way through but just probably in the first trimester. And I was, and I sometimes I wonder like if I had just done that or like would did that make a difference with Vance, like who knows. Interesting. So has Yam got progesterone? Yeah, so Yam's like a natural um, progesterone, I think. Oh, wow, there you go. Mm. Weird, hey, yeah. yeah. I think I probably would have done that like um, with Banksy, but by that point and even my naturopath and like doctor was just like, you're probably so over it. Let's just go for the actual, yeah. I feel like that's the perfect time for medicine to step in. Yeah, for sure. So you're pregnant. How are you feeling? Did the anxiety ever subside during that pregnancy? Yes. It did. Definitely did. I um so I was working like full time um when I was like for the first half of my pregnancy. And uh this I work in a hospital admin. Um so this was when the whole COVID thing was going on and they wanted everyone to wear mandatory face masks and I just couldn't. Like I literally when I covered my mouth, I would have panic attacks. I'd never had a panic attack before, but like because I was pregnant and it was uh, a whole lot of anxiousness coming from that, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like this isn't good for me. And then I would start to panic and then I couldn't breathe. And then I would just like just have a full blown panic attack in the hospital. So I got an exemption for it, which was fine. Um, but I was still anxious every day. And then I think, I don't know, work kind of started to like pick on me about you know, not getting the vax while pregnant and like, it's okay. Like if people want to do that, but after having so many losses, there was no way that I was going to have a vaccine that they couldn't guarantee me that I wouldn't have a miscarriage. So Mm. yeah, it was a little bit like, 
they wanted to punish me almost for not getting it. So they wanted me to wear a face mask when I worked in an office. And I was like, I work in an office. I'm not talking to anyone. So literally, like they laughed at me. So I came out of the office after we had this big talk about how I can't wear the face mask. I have to wear a face shield. And I come out of the office wearing this face shield and everyone literally looked at me and was laughing. And I was like, and then I sat there and I started to get really angry because I was like, they know that this isn't doing anything. I know it's not doing anything. I'm like, this is basically punishment for my choice. And so I just walked into my manager's office and I was like, you know what, I'm not doing this. I'm done. Like, this is like bullying. And she, without saying she like agreed because basically it was her putting them from higher up. Uh, she was just like, I fully understand and absolutely support you. So I just went on stress leave. Um, mm-hmm. And literally the anxiety stopped right then. Wow. And so I had a beautiful second half of my pregnancy. So, yeah, I would just stay home with Vance. I pulled him out of daycare because he hated going anyway. And, yeah, we went on walks and beach days and I really worked on, like, myself the second half and, like, my mental state. And, yeah. And what were some of the things that you did during that pregnancy to help with your anxiety? Any particular resources or anything that you found really helpful? I I listened to your podcast a lot. So (laughs) Free Birth, your podcast, and I would walk from my house because I lived at Wello Point. So I'd walk down from from my house to Wellington Point nearly every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found that the most beneficial because I'd put on a podcast, I'd walk, I'd get more info I was learning something and then I'd put on affirmations um I think I had the rainbow um rainbow affirmations from like my first pregnancy they literally were still downloaded in my phone so I would just go to them it was like 18 minutes of affirmations and I would do that in a podcast and walk and I would feel amazing afterwards and then I'd do stretching and I had a journal that I would write in like not every day, but definitely like whenever I had the time I would write in it. Yeah. Beautiful. So your first birth for those that don't know, you had Vancy in a, was it a birth center or a hospital? It was um, a Royal birth center. Birth um, center. And yeah, it was, it's a hospital the birth center. Like it's a hospital, hospital room, midwives there, doctors behind the curtains sort of, running the show but you don't see him um but I had Moran who was my doula so you know Moran obviously Love her. and she was amazing yeah and yeah but like obviously second time we wanted something different we wanted a home birth so we had um it takes a village so I had Meg and Mayette dream team dream team I love those two I didn't know you got both. yeah I had Meg as my main and then Mayette as my second nice so love but that. I pretty much like I didn't even know I was pregnant and I was like you know <laughs> maybe this month I'm you're locked in, in. and yeah. I feel like they like Meg sort of knew because I had them and then I didn't have them and then I had them and then I didn't have them and so she was actually great through my second miscarriage. I was like messaging her being like, is this normal or is this the placenta coming out? And I'd send her text messages of what was going on. And, you know, she'd be like, mm, that's it. that is a lot of blood. Like mm, I think, you know, maybe if you're feeling that way, you should yeah, call an ambulance. Yeah. 
So you mentioned earlier that you were thinking of doing a while pregnancy. What did you end up doing with this pregnancy considering you had all of that anxiety? Did you end up having heaps of scans or not as many? Oh, yeah. So I wanted to, but with the anxiety, um, Mm. I would always just think that's like, you know, the the scans actually help. So I would go for a scan, but I – in my head I was like I just want to know there's a heartbeat I know that every like if the baby's still there then I know that everything's good so I would go get these like scans and they want to take like longer and I'd just be like oh I'm good can we just stop I'm getting a bit sore or like I just make some excuse and yeah I actually like was dying to know the sex too so I got the um the blood test at 10 weeks yeah, girl, you're like me. I couldn't wait. Yeah. Oh, hats off to all these people that can, like, have a surprise and wait till their baby pops out. But I think I was, like, really invested in, like, I think I'm having a girl and I deep down I really wanted a girl and I I didn't want to have any, like, gender disappointment yeah. because with bands <laughs> I, I, I did. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, so funny. I was like, I'm having a girl. I'm so in tune with my body and my baby. It's a girl. It's a girl. It's a girl. So when they told me like that we're having a boy, uh, like Dan opened the envelope or whatever, and he was like, it's a boy. And I'm just like, fuck off. No, it's not. <laughs> Give me that. Give me that. I thought he was joking. And then I like read boy and I was like, what? Like, no. And I was just so like gobsmacked. And then like we were yeah. driving home from like, I think it was Valentine's Day. So we we're driving home from like dinner and I was really quiet. And he's like, you're right, babe. And then I just started <laughs> crying. Oh, and he's okay. like, what are you, what are you, I'm like, I was just so sure. So it was like, yeah. it was always like mourning the loss of the girl that I didn't have. <laughs> oh, so funny. But obviously like, love Vance and I was like got my head around it really quickly and I was like yeah your boy yeah of course and he's the sweetest little boy you also had a really wasn't it like an elaborate way of finding out oh no yeah so um like the doctor called with all the tests and he was like yep everything's fine um he's like do you want to know the sex um over the phone and I was like no don't tell me over the phone I'm gonna pass you over to my girlfriend this lady that I work with Gail um, you're going to tell her and she's going to put it in an envelope for us. And he's like, all right. So I handed the phone to Gail. She found out. And then she did up this like little game. So I didn't know that she was going to do up the game. It was just like, I thought she was just going to write in the envelope, but she got little blue pieces of paper, little pink pieces of paper and like confetti pretty much. And like on one of them, it said, it's a girl. But when I opened it, there was like hundreds of bits of paper that fell out and I was like (laughs) dying to know and we couldn't find. So we were like, I was like, ah, just like like picking up one and not even putting it in another place. So I was picking up the same one twice because I was just so excited and trying to find the piece of paper that it went to. So painful. Yeah, and then Dan found it first and he like hid it from me and I was just like scrounging around the paper and he like showed it to the camera and could see and then he like, yeah, passed it to me and I was like, oh, Mm. Um, I was having a girl. So exciting. And worth the wait. She is just the most divine little human. She's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. She's got the funniest little personality. Oh, it's all coming out now too, like more and more. Yeah. (laughs) 
And that's it. Like I do think that now. Like you definitely don't want to hear those comments when you're going through miscarriage and things like that. Like, um, you know, like, oh, it's meant to be. It'll happen when it happens. Oh, like everything happens for a reason. Don't say that to people who have had miscarriages or are going through fertility. <laughs> they don't want to yeah. hear it because it yeah. doesn't feel like meant to be. Yeah, um, especially being surrounded by newborns. Exactly, right? yeah, for sure. I do remember this like one like really heart-crushing moment after I'd had – the second miscarriage which was like the worst because it was like right the way along and I ended up in hospital and you know some people just treat you they don't care about what you want they just want to do the things that they want to do in there so there was a bit of pushback with doctors and things that they wanted to do and anyway they like wheeled me down to have uh internal and to see if there was anything left over to see if I needed a DNC and um I remember being wheeled down And they wheeled me down and where they were doing the exam was like where all the newborns were. (laughs) So I was there about to have this like vaginal like exam or internal and then I could hear all these little newborns crying and it was just like probably like one of the worst moments of my life. Oh, there you go. Such a hard time. Jumping back to your pregnancy, were there any other resources you found helpful or even courses that you may have completed? Oh, I did um, uh, like the, the free birth course as well um, because I wanted to be prepared because um, I knew that potentially the midwives could get there really late because I've heard like sometimes like they get there just in time and I just wanted to know like all the different things that could happen and the variations and I mean you learn that from listening to your podcast too you know of people's circumstances and everybody's birth is different so you know um it was just another thing I could do to get more information yeah and it made me feel stronger because after so many losses there is and like even after Vance's birth like I feel, I don't know about this is for you because I have friends that feel more confident the second time, but I felt less confident because my body had failed me so many times with the miscarriages. I just felt this sense of like, like a little bit of like fear. And I did not have that with Vance. I was like so strong, so adamant, like it was going to go my way. I could handle it. Like, but with this, with Banksy's, I was definitely a little bit more fearful. Um, but in my like journaling and my affirmations and everything, I did not let that come in. I was like, I can handle it. I know this, like I've got this. So I do think that helps. Yeah. So you combated that fear through education. Yeah. 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 And, and it did like help as well. Cause there was things that in labor that came up that, you know, if I didn't know what I knew, I probably would have freaked out a little bit more, but I just sort of looked at it and was like, yep, that's a variation of normal. I'm good. So no more anxiety for the rest of your pregnancy? No, I I was enjoying it. I felt so good the second half. Like literally as soon as I left work, I was like just, yeah, went for my walks every day, which helped. And I just really like put the work in and made sure. Like I'm sure little things came up every now and then, but I really did um, like feel great towards the end. Yeah, awesome. Any impatience? Because I know you're like, oh, I think the last month I definitely got impatient. Like, (laughs) because I was just so ready. And I get, I was given from day dot, I was given 22nd of the second two, two. So I was like, what a a due date. Yeah. (laughs) And like,
it just felt a little bit like magical and I was like, oh my goodness, like that'd be amazing. And so I just thought that she was either going to come earlier than that or like on her due date, which I mean is so unrealistic. And I know that I went over with pants and <laughs> and I don't know, they always say like just take it as 42 weeks because and, you know, you're lucky if you get, like, earlier than that. <laughs> yes, that's honestly the number one piece of advice I give to particularly new mums because I think we're all the same yeah. in that regard. We're just so desperate to meet our babies. But if I ever did have another baby, which I'm more than positive we won't, I would tell myself 42 weeks <laughs> yeah. and try to stick to that theory. Oh, it's <laughs> so funny, hey. But, like, I would try and – I'd probably try and do the same, but I'd still be like, ooh, it's do not do it's like so hard. Yeah, fully. <laughs> and like, you know, you get the little tingles and you're like, oh, I'm really feeling something yeah. tonight. <laughs> and then nothing. Then you wake up in the morning and you're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, so true, so true. So any really obvious signs that labour was going to start soon, like prodromal labour or mm. Braxton Hicks? Not real. Oh, I did have like little Braxton Hicks, like probably maybe like even up to four weeks like prior but not every night it was just like random so when it would happen I'd be like oh like tonight this is it like I'm getting like little contractions um but again it did start exactly the same way as Vance's which was period pain it just felt like period pain yeah so okay yeah so it was like oh one o'clock oh yeah one yeah yeah one a.m and just light cramping? Yep, light cramping. And I know that they say, like, go try go back to sleep, rest, like, save your energy. Um, and I knew all this, but I was so excited. <laughs> and I was like, this is it. It's on that I couldn't sleep. So I just got up and I started watching Gilmore Girls or something. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> just, like, Netflixing, like, oh, this it. is the last time I'll probably have time to myself to watch Netflix. <laughs> so, which is so not true when you postpartum. You're just like... I'll watch TV now. Yes. I mean, when you're breastfeeding, what else do you do? Watch Netflix, right? <laughs> yeah, fully. Uh, it's actually a nice rest when you're breastfeeding a newborn. You're like, ah, oh. and you've got a toddler. You're just like, okay, I got a, I'm got. i going to breastfeed now. Dan, you got the toddler? All right, <laughs> just lie down in bed. <laughs> Baby's not even feeding. She's still feeding. She's actually asleep at the boob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, confessions <laughs> of motherhood. Yeah, fully. So you're watching Gilmore Girls. Yeah, so... Yeah, Gilmore Girls or something like that. Some show I've watched a thousand times but is like almost like just like comforting. Yeah. And um, I stayed out there just pretty much just like resting on the couch and then um, I didn't tell Dan or anything. I was just like I'll let them sleep because they're going to need to be in their best selves. And I think um, Vance woke around 5.30 so Dan and him both woke up and I told Dan but I didn't. I didn't let Vance clue on because at this point I wasn't sure if I wanted him at the like labor and birth. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted him there, but I also know that I just didn't know that he would be able to cope well with it. And that maybe I would be like more worried about like tending to him and his needs when really it just needed to be about me. So, um, yeah, and he's a bit of a mummy's boy, so I don't think he would have, like, liked – he would have been scared, honestly, I reckon, because I don't go, like, silent in my contractions or, like, you know, I, I was, like, roaring. Mm. So 
I made the decision um, probably about like four hours after we woke because he was pretty full on. Like, you know, mummy made me some breakfast and I was having contra- like surges and <clears throat> I'd be like, oh, daddy's going to make you breakfast and then he'd have a tantrum because he wanted me to make it. Yeah, okay. So I was like, I just texted my mum and I was like, all right, well, you know, like it's the start of it. Do you want to like come over and grab him? And she was all excited. So, yeah, she came over and picked him up around lunchtime, I think, or 10 o'clock. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And was Dan then setting up the pool at this stage? No. So I was, like, um, pretty much, like, uh, six weeks prior. Even, no, pretty much since I left work, I was in nesting mode and I had that house absolutely spotless. Nice. (laughs) Every day I would, like, vacuum and mop the floors. He's like, "Um, didn't you mop yesterday and I'm like yeah (laughs) we're having a home birth the house needs to be pristine yeah (laughs) but I'm kind of like that anyway so I don't know yeah me too. just using it as an excuse but so the house was like all good and everything was fine he was pretty much just like making me I was hungry and so he made me breakfast and then like we had lunch and we would just it was actually such a nice day um we just watched movies and like cried when some emotions came up during labor and like yeah hugged it out I think I was vacuuming at one stage because I was like oh it's like it's ramping up it will be soon I want the floors to be all good it's <laughs> <laughs> like so, what are you doing he took a video of me he's like what are you doing I'm like vacuuming leave me alone <laughs> Well, we were labor. also selling our house too so like oh, okay, it yeah. was um like I think they took photos like a week before. It was like going to auction like literally two days after she was born. No, a day after she was born, Dan went to the auction and we sold our house. Oh, so wow. it was all kind of ready for like um, people to go through and stuff, like um, open homes and stuff. Really? Yeah. No way. Oh, we had someone um, look through the house um, the next day. But I was like, I'm not leaving because, like, obviously I just gave birth. So I sat on the couch um, on our deck and while this lady came through and looked at the house. Oh, wow. Good on you. (laughs) So how is your labour progressing? Um, Yeah, so it started to, like, ramp up around, oh, what time was it? Oh, so, yeah, mum came at about 11.30 and then Dan and I, like, had lunch, watched movies um I was actually able to like hold down all my meals too because I remember eating them and they were delicious and I was like I'm probably gonna throw this up because I did with Vance but I never did um and then it ramped up probably around three o'clock yeah by about three it ramped up I was like going from the shower you know when you can't sit still I was like going from the shower to the bed like trying to get comfortable which was never gonna happen because <laughs> I was like proper like about to have a baby and um, I was <clears throat> I think in bed when my waters broke and they actually like broke this time they never broke with bands it was like trickling and then he was almost born into his waters but with Banksy like they broke all over the bed and luckily I had this like when Vance was like um toilet training we bought these like um mats like these wee mats they were really handy actually mm-hmm. Um, and I saw like um, some like brown and like green meconium in the waters, um, but I just I, it didn't really phase me. I was like, 
it's fine. It's just another variation of normal and it's yeah. all good. And then um, I do remember like Dan sort of like setting up the pool and like me wanting to get in. I think I got in but it was too hot so I got out and then I just went straight to bed and I was like you sort out the pool and I was like laboring in bed and having like massive surges and just being like holy crap. Like I, I remember thinking that I could – do it like beforehand before it got to that point I was like no no it's just gonna be Dan and I like my midwives that's right the floods were going on and roads were blocked so at at the start of it they didn't even it wasn't even a thing like they they couldn't get to me and they were going to phone me and just have like you know Dan on the FaceTime or whatever and I was like at the start I was like it's all good I got this like doesn't matter we'll have our free birth anyway I guess Mm. um with support on the phone (laughs) and um then when it like ramped up and I was in bed I was like I like I really want her to be here (laughs) I like you know you start to like um and this is usually obviously when the baby's about to like it's like transition Mm -hmm. it's like I I don't know if I can do this I want them here yeah yeah (laughs) and then um yeah, Meg was like, the roads are clear, like I'm coming, I'm half an hour away. And I just was like, ah, like relax, like mm. was really thankful. And then half an hour went by, she, Meg rocked up. She came into my room, looked at me, and she was like, yeah, let's get in that tub. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I just like burst out crying because it's like mm. you just can't believe it. You're like, holy crap, like it's, it's this is it. Like I'm about to get in the pool. Yeah. It's like not very far away and I'm going to meet her. Yeah. Were you able to talk through your surges at that point and what were some of the things that you were doing to sort of cope? Uh, no, I couldn't talk. I, uh, once they had stopped, I was like, oh, like just relief and I would just breathe and Dan would like rub my back and um, just like assure me like you're doing a really good job. Like, And I would just try and like rest. But then through the surges, I was – pretty much just like moaning and making a lot of noise which I did with bands as well um I did try and breathe but then once they got like really intense I felt that like moaning was like my way of dealing with that and I remember when I was in the pool and I actually had I experienced back labor for the first time I didn't have any of that with Vance and it's like um, they don't, they're not sure, like, cause they didn't really like examine me or anything, but they, they think that she might've been a little bit, um, and they could see, like, they could see like my back, like, you know, the head there. Oh, um, okay. yep. and like, oh, it's like another like feeling, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Did you okay. experience back labor? No, oh. it was all front, like gas pains. Okay. Yeah. No, it was like way more intense. And, um, I, was like almost like I was thinking of screaming at some point like through them and then just like as soon as they were over relax breathe get ready for the next one like trying to tell myself like I got this like I can do this I can handle this um but I was screaming so much I remember like worrying a little bit when I was resting that there's like a teen boy neighbor that plays basketball at the side and I was like he is probably so scared right now <laughs> can you shut the doors so he doesn't hear me as much and Dan's like yeah 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 I'll shut the doors I don't even know if he did he was just like who cares about that <laughs> 
but in my in my like delirious state I was just like I don't want to scare like the neighbors <laughs> they're probably just like what's going on is she all right so funny um but yeah no it was I and then I remember turning to I remember looking back at Megan Mayette and because you know they're just like watching and I'm just like I'm like nodding at them being like is it almost over like is it almost over because I can't take much more of this and they're like you're doing good you're doing really good and I'm like how much longer and you know they're never going to give you time because they don't know and I know this but I'm like how much longer and they're like Beth just is like so calm and collected you're like almost (laughs) in your head like fuck you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just tell me I'm almost so done funny. and then um like I'd have another one and then I, I just remember turning to Dan and being like I can't do it anymore like I can't it's so painful I can't do it anymore and then instantly being reminded of like one of those affirmations I always told myself is that like when you think that is when it's almost over you know you're like you're almost there you're almost done and it was, it was like, I think the next surge, I could feel her head and it was like coming out, going in, coming out, going in. And I remember like, like fully pushing, which I didn't want to do, but in the moment I was like, I am about to meet her. I'm going to push. And I pushed and they said that like her head came out to the nose no, uh, to the eyes and then um, I was like, does she have hair? What colour is it? And Meg's like, I'm just going to let you see that for yourself because I told her in one of our, like, um, conversations that I didn't want anyone to tell me. Like I wanted to know everything like myself. I wanted to do everything myself. So she remembered and she didn't tell me, which at the time I was like, just tell me. <laughs> And then I um, had another surge and I felt her head. I thought I thought came out, but they said sort of came to like another bit. Like it didn't come out in one. It came out in like three sections, the head. Okay. Um, and I pushed a lot for that as well. And then I think Mayette was like, you know, just like pause maybe. I think because maybe they could see maybe I was about to tear or something. But there was no, in my head, I was like, no, 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 I feel it. Like I want, uh, I'm going to get her out. Now I'll show you. I want this to be over. (laughs) So I went ahead and like I pushed in the next surge anyway and her head came out and so crazy like because Vance was like very still with my first. Like I didn't feel him move when he was coming out. But Banksy, like I could feel like twist and turn as she was coming out and like, that might sound painful, but it was the coolest feeling. Mm. Like it was like amazing. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, like this feels like incredible. And then once the head was out, like the pushing part I kind of liked, it it was, yeah, that was weird. Like it it, it was painful, Mm. but it wasn't. It changes. Yeah, it changes. And I very much was like more in my mind and I knew what I was doing. It was like the hard part was over. This was like more enjoyable. Yeah. And then so, yeah, I could like feel her fully twist and it was just so cool. And then I knew that like the next part she would be out. And so another big surge came and I'd like pushed and she just out in the water and I turned around and I picked her up and I just put her on my chest and then it was just like 
a full emotional like release (laughs) just like sobbing crying holding her looking at her and she was a little bit like um she didn't cry she's very quiet she I, I could tell she had a little bit of mucus like so I just like fully rubbed her back a lot and just like knew that she was fine and she was safe and just would look at Dan and we were just I was just like completely sobbing crying and just yeah, best feeling, just like, oh, I did it, it's over. And I, in my head I did think, like, I never fucking have to do that again if I don't want to. <laughs> but also, like, I, yeah, all the all the feel-good hormones obviously come and you just, like, I just couldn't believe I did it. It was yeah. amazing. A beautiful end to a long journey that you'd been on. Oh, super long and, like, yeah, all the feelings come out and, like, you just – it was almost like I was shaking, like, uh, crying, like – happy crying vibrational like shake <laughs> yeah yeah and obviously Dan was right next to you he was yeah by that point he was in the pool with me and I think the the midwife said like they could see the look on his face too of just like relief mm. and because I think like you know he had a lot of because he was in the hospital with me through the second um miscarriage and I lost a lot of blood and I passed out like I went to the toilet and got up and obviously I don't know just was just like oh I like I could feel it coming on I'd never passed out before so I was just like something's wrong something's wrong and like it almost felt like I was having a heart attack and like I just collapsed and I don't remember anything and Dan Dan like caught me but then like it was just very a lot for him and he was really scared so he had that in his head because I when I was at home before that I think he was with me I lost like so much blood and my blood was like clotting and so I was just losing like big chunks of like look like what like meat (laughs) it's kind of gross but yeah like um and he like I think it was so scary for him so he I think through the whole pregnancy thought like you know it was like I could die, like he would go worst case in his head. So there was a lot of like relief. Yeah, totally. So what was the vibe afterwards? Did you just sort of hang in the pool or? Um, I had like hectic um, tailbone pain um, from labour. So being in the pool was super uncomfy. So we probably stayed in there for like 20 minutes. And then I was like, I very much want to get out now. I pretty much forgot about the placenta at that point. I was just like, my baby. And like, she did not like leave my chest. And I just like looking at her and just like soaking it up. And and then I was like, oh yeah, I, oh yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Like I want to get out of the pool. Um, and so everyone's, they were like, yeah, yeah, you can get out of the pool. We had it like right in my living room with like um, uh, couches like either side and we had like stuff draped over so I could just go straight to the couch. Um, so everyone started like helping me out and I started to have like a surge while they were helping me out and I was like holding Banksy but everyone was like supporting me and I was like oh wait wait I'm like about to have a surge and I'm like oh I just I want to get this placenta out like I have the urge to push and then Mayette was like do it (laughs) and so I just like like put my leg back in and I was standing up and I just push and the placenta just like popped out in the pool and I don't think they were ready. They were like, oh, shit, like <laughs> grabbed, grabbed something to get it. And then the thing that I had it in was like, it was like a really big placenta. They were like surprised. They were like, oh, wow, Ooh. it's like a big placenta. And they are like showing me and it was really cool. 
Um, but it felt so good to get out straight away. Um, and then we just, yeah, put it in the bowl that I had and sat next to me on the couch and we lit all the candles that I had intended to be lit during labor, but it was daytime. So we lit them all as it got dark because she was born around five. So it was in, uh, kicked off. A.M.? No, uh, P.M. So I was like, the, it didn't, it was so quick. Like labor was long, like the whole initial, but the intense part was a lot faster than Vance. Um more painful because of back labor but like it was faster and then the pushing part was a lot more fun um and then yeah there was no pushback being in the hospital and the midwives knowing you know what you want and everything was going well so it was so relaxing just lit a bunch of candles was had some music on Megan Mayette just like we're like oh we're gonna give you some space we're gonna go outside and have a chill out on the deck so they left us and yeah Dan and I just like having a little moment with Banksy and yeah in our house and everything was just yeah perfect and when did Vancey come back um so we sat there for a while we ordered some dinner um and ate dinner they left really quickly they didn't wait around for stuff like we we looked at the cord. I was going to like, we did maybe an hour or something. We looked at the cord. It was like fully white. And I was just, I wanted it off. I was like, yep, let's cut it. I didn't really care about waiting any longer being as that it was so white and like she was fully cooked. I was like, yep, I'm happy. Cut it and then put the placenta in the freezer. Those guys left and I told mum that everything went well, sent her a little photo and she told me that Vance was, like, missing us. And we're like, okay, yeah, well, if you feel comfortable driving, like, now, bring him home. And so she brought him home when we were all, like, tucked up in bed. And he, like, met her. It was very sweet. Um, but he was also very tired <laughs> and hadn't slept. So he met her. It was very sweet. Um, he gave her a big cuddle. And I was, it was beautiful. Um, but then it was like, I need you, mummy. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to um, give Banksy to Dan and um, put him to bed, um, which took a little bit of, like, effort because it was all the emotions. Like, he was baby sister and, like, mummy, mummy, mummy. Like, yeah. And it was beautiful, though. Like, we put him to bed and looked at them together as well. It's so cute. And then mum helped me how to have a shower because um, I like I did need a little bit of a help. I was like really sore, tailbone pain for a few weeks actually, maybe like six weeks after I had tailbone pain. Did you? Um, yeah, and the first week after was pretty, pretty painful, like sitting, laying. I could sit, it just hurt. And then like moving, I needed help because it was so like – I think it was twisted. I ended up going to the chiropractor maybe at like three or four weeks or something, mm-hmm. um, which went so quickly. You know, postpartum just got, flies by. So, and, yeah, she was like, oh, yeah, you have a, a twisted tailbone. But after that, um, like, adjustment, it felt better and then it just got better and better each week. Yeah. Hmm. What about her weight? Was she the same size as Vancey? Uh, no, Banksy was way bigger. So Vance was um, eight pounds and um, Banksy was 10. Oh, wow, girl. Wow. 
Well done. Yeah. So not bad. Yeah, she's ten pounds. She's just under, but we weighed her the next day because I didn't want to do all that straight away. So yeah. we weighed her late the next day, so a full twenty four hours after, and she's like, "Oh, she definitely would have been ten pounds at birth because you know how they lose weight straight away." Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she was a big girl. Any Terry? Uh, oh, a little bit, I think. But I, I actually couldn't even really tell you because I don't think they checked. Okay. <laughs> they were like, do you want us to check? Like, um, and I was like, you can have a look, but don't touch me. I'm done. I'm like, please don't t- touch down there. Yeah. And so they had a little look just like um, when I was in bed and they were like, yeah, like you got a little tear, but. Like I tore second degree with bands and I didn't do anything and it was fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is there anything you did to sort of support the healing of that that you could recommend? Um, no, nothing. I just did Kegels pretty much like straight away. Oh, man. Second time around I felt like I was – I felt like I had a prolapse. Really? I felt so weak down there and I, I literally was like, how can I come back from this? Because right. during pregnancy, actually, I haven't mentioned this, I had like um, where you like you go to the bathroom and then you're like, I'm done. And then you stand up and you're like going on about your day and then a little bit more weed comes out and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what, why? So I had that like right up until she was born and then afterwards I think I can't remember if it stopped straight after but I felt broken down there like I felt so awful to like even just like stand and walk around like the first few weeks I was like oh my goodness like I'm so weak and you know when you just feel really weak down there it just feels awful yeah but yeah kegels like I would just make it a habit every time I go to the bathroom I would do um like 20 kegels or you know sometimes I would do and then I would do different tempos so like fast ones count out 20 depending on how much time I had (laughs) or like I'd like hold for 10 and then release which at the time felt super hard but you know gradually you just build it back up and now it's like it's better than ever like I'd feel pretty confident getting pregnant and yeah awesome so looking back at your entire journey, what would be your key piece of advice for any expected mothers out there? Um, oh, look, it's it's hard. It's a hard one, but yeah. I would definitely say that if you're feeling like really irritable um, and you've had like one miscarriage, it probably would be good to get your progesterone levels checked if you fall pregnant again um, because doctors won't do it. They don't want to do it. You need to push for it for the blood tests. Okay. Um, and that's just a blood test. Yeah. It's just a blood test to see like where your levels are at. Um, and like if you are pregnant to make sure that they're rising properly. So you'd have to go get a blood test. And then I think like 24 hours later, um, or 48 hours later, get another blood test, um, to make sure that they're increasing like properly. Yeah. Yeah, just if you're feeling super irritable, um, like more so than like you what you think is normal, then that could be a sign um, and you could do something natural like maybe like the yam cream or even just talking to a naturopath and seeing what they can do for you. Mm-hmm. And also keeping a journal. I think like I'm big on that. Even if you feel like shit, I know I have a whole journal of like – the bad times. Um, I think it's one that you gave me actually. Oh, and, nice. you know, I was into like yoni steaming and like 
like just there's so many things that I went through to try like I tried so many different things I actually love yoni steaming though if you haven't tried that you should definitely give it a go okay I bought so many like bulk herbs off this like organic bulk herb place um and then I mixed them all together and I have this big huge glass jar of yoni steaming and as it feels so good and you wouldn't think that it would make you feel good down there but try it honestly it's so good makes you feel really good i'm doing it and it's really good like for antibacterial and cleansing and yeah all for it okay i'm gonna try it now you've talked me into it yeah well i can give you some oh perfect let's have a yoni steaming night yeah yoni steaming day (laughs) we just won't tell the boys they can take the babies yeah fully you just go for a walk guys with the kids (laughs) come back in like half hour perfect well it's been such an honor to witness you along your journey katie girl you're an incredible mother and a beautiful friend thank you so much for coming on the show today oh thanks for having me and super proud of you by the way Mm. over 100 episodes and you killed it spotify and what a wonderful thing to give to women honestly it's like the first thing i recommend when people they're pregnant i have a close friend that is pregnant at the moment and i was like you know you need to listen to this podcast every day (laughs) (laughs) i love you thank you all right love you bye that brings us to the end of today's show guys For anyone that is deep in the trenches of their experience with loss or fertility challenges, I hope by hearing Katie's inspiring journey today that you listen with an open heart and remind yourself that there are so many women out there experiencing this with you and you are not alone. I know that the journey is so incredibly hard, but just like so many women before you who have been through this roller coaster of emotions when dealing with any type of fertility challenges, There is a light at the end of your journey. So hang in there, mama. I know you will be holding your precious rainbow baby soon. The biggest take home from today's episode for me is definitely having your progesterone levels checked. It is such a simple request to make to your healthcare professional and it will either give you some valuable answers or at the very least, some peace of mind. Please reach out if you need support, guys, and know that you are amazing and so strong and you are not alone on this journey. Lastly, if you guys love PBA, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes and leaving reviews helps us to reach more women who need it. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you all next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia. Bye.